Welcome to the Beeson Podcast, coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University. Now your hosts, Doug Sweeney and Kristen Padilla. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Sweeney, here with my co-host, Kristen Padilla, and we are nearing the end of another fall term here at Beeson. Our campus is abuzz with commencement preparations, and we thought we'd be remiss if we did not have at least a couple of seniors on the show to discuss with us their time here and what God has in store for them after graduation. We exist to prepare God-called persons for ministry in the Church of Jesus Christ, and we delight in hearing about the ways that God has used this place to prepare students for service to his people. Kristen will introduce today's guests in just a moment. Before she does, let me thank you once more for your support and ask you to consider Beeson Divinity School as you pray about your year-end gifts. One of my goals as Beeson's dean is to raise enough money to make this seminary tuition-free for most of our students. We ask an awful lot of them. We're a rigorous, in-person, high-octane school. We owe it to the Lord to help our students make ends meet as they sacrifice so much time and treasure to prepare in the right way for ministry. By making a donation to one of our student scholarships, you can help us take care of the rising generation of truly excellent ministers of the gospel. Find out how to help our students by dropping me a line or by heading to beesondivinity.com giving. All right, Kristen, who are these fine-looking graduates sitting by your side? <laughs> Thanks, Doug. We have on the show today, as you've mentioned, two um, of our graduating students. We have Seth Locke, who is from Florida, and Brady Graves, who is from Alabama. And I'm keeping the intro short because I want you to be able to introduce yourselves more fully. But first, let me just say welcome to the Beeson Podcast. Thanks for having yes. us. Yes, glad to be here. Yeah. Well, um, I was telling you before the show that I heard that uh, you've been friends for a long time, and so we're going to talk about that friendship, which began at Sanford and came to Beeson. But first, as a way of introduction, why don't you tell us more about yourselves, where you are from, and your faith in Jesus Christ? So, Seth, why don't you begin? Yeah, um, like you said, I'm Seth Locke, and I grew up in Pensacola, Florida. We moved there when I was seven, largely because my dad's a pastor, and so he pastored at a church in Missouri for a number of years. And then uh, we moved, and I still call Florida home. I went there for Thanksgiving here recently and just really love it. So I came to Beeson kind of uh, from an indirect route, but I started at Samford. I was actually, we were both Samford students here, mm -hmm. and we started in 2015, graduated in 2019, and then we both started at Beeson mm -hmm. right after that. But my faith journey starts way before then. Like I said, my dad's a pastor, and so I grew up knowing the things of Scripture, being kind of born and bred in the church. And it was when I was seven that um, kind of that faith that I was born into became real for me. Mm. And my dad uh, led me to faith in the Lord. I responded to a call, an evangelistic call that he gave on a Wednesday night, mm. uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Mm. So remember it. Really special time of me getting to talk with my parents about what Christian faith actually is. Uh, and since then, I've kind of been on a steady, slow walk of sanctification. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I'm Brady Graves, and I grew up in Clanton, Alabama, a small town in central Alabama. And similar to Seth, I grew up in the church. Uh, my paternal, or sorry, my maternal grandfather was a pastor, uh, and I was in his church, Mars Hill Baptist Church in the rural Chilton County, Alabama. And when I was nine years old, he was preaching a series of sermons. I don't remember on, on what. But on the third Sunday, I'd felt the call. I'd felt the call. The, the Spirit was stirring in my nine-year-old heart. And, and I gripped the, the side of the pulpit, and I said, I can't take it anymore. And in a good Baptist altar call, I went down, and, and the Lord saved me in September of 2006. And so, um, yeah, like Seth said, we have been at Sanford together for a long time. And that was, uh, that's was that been a major part of our development, which I'm sure that we'll get into. I've heard it said that you guys were even roommates in college. So yeah. tell us just a little bit about the friendship. I'm interested in knowing um, when did you start rooming together? Who decided to come to Beeson first? Yeah. And what was the relationship like? How did the relationship contribute mm -hmm. to your spiritual formation mm -hmm. even yeah. in those days? Um, well, I think Seth will agree with this. I, yeah. I totally forced myself on yeah. the friend group <laughs> that we had in college. Um, I, I had a, a kind of a rough go of it the first semester in college with st struggling with loneliness, and I, I found Seth and some of our other college friends. Mm -hmm. And within three weeks of introducing myself, we were on a spring break trip fishing right. in Missouri. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I said, I'm going to be friends with those guys. They're good, solid Christian guys. And so I, I did that, and, and the Lord really blessed it. Mm -hmm. We met, yeah, I, Brady kind of came out of surprise, and it was a really great surprise. <laughs> um, but we became friends kind of over the course of freshman year, mm -hmm. and then decided to live together sophomore year, and we actually lived together sophomore through senior year mm -hmm. at Sanford. And um, it's just kind of fun to live with people that you're friends with. Yeah. I, you almost get to know them on a whole nother level, and I feel like Brady and I really got to walk through some some good times and some struggling yeah. times as well uh, mm -hmm. through those four years, but really became close friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, we started thinking about Beeson about the same time. Yeah, I think we both felt a call to ministry before the end of our time at Sanford, mm -hmm. but that materialized differently. I know you were thinking about law school yeah. um, for a while, and I think going into my senior year was when Beeson really looked like the place that I wanted to land, and I really mm -hmm. loved Birmingham. And so having some conversations about what seminary would look like yeah. was definitely fun for both. Yeah, and I can kind of speak to the fact that having a brother in Christ was uh, it's so encouraging, both in the good times, which we've experienced so many. We were in each other's weddings, and so we. Mm -hmm. it, it's funny looking back, you know, almost a decade of friendship now, and, and for 20-somethings for in our mid-20s, that's a long time. Nearly half mm -hmm. of our lives we've been, we've been close friends, and I think— in, in this day and age, that's exceedingly rare. And so I think that's a gift um, to have someone like that and unspeakably in ways that God has used our friendship both before we were pastors and now that we're both in ministry. Uh, just having a co-laborer is mm -hmm. invaluable, especially one that has, um, at least I can speak for, for my own behalf, Seth has seen me at some of my best moments, like at my wedding and at my ordination, but also at some of my lowest moments as I was struggling with my identity in Christ and struggling with the call to ministry. And so having someone who has walked with me through both the valleys and the mountains of life has been really, really special. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, you both started seminary right before COVID in 2019, which really seems like a world away. It does. Um, so much has changed in that time. So I wonder if you can just reflect on that experience. You uh, come in the fall of 2019 and then spring 2020, almost midway, we 
everything shuts down and then you return. And uh, also, I wonder if, if you can reflect on um, how valuable it was to be able to come back in mm. person following that time away when many seminaries, frankly, didn't have that option for its students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can speak first to that. I, I think the shutdown and the online schooling that followed was kind of a surprise to everyone. (laughs) And at every turn, it was confusing, not knowing kind of if we would go back, when we would go back, and when it was official that we would be online for the rest of that spring semester. I actually decided to go home and spend some of that time with my family, Mm. which in some senses was like a good experience. I got to be back with my parents in a way that I hadn't since I had left for college. But in a whole other way, um, it just made me appreciate how much transformation takes place when you're learning Mm. with students in the classroom, being able to talk uh, freely and run ideas by one another. Mm. And it's not just a conveyance of information. Mm. And I think when you're um, in a situation where you're kind of alone in front of a screen, watching lectures, doing your own work, it has a feel to almost being uh, mechanical. Yeah. It's, you're growing in a sense. You're growing in knowledge and growing with the Lord. Mm. Um, but there's something, something different that takes place when you're able to communicate with students and you're able to kind of learn in a more dynamic way that happens in the classroom. Yeah, and so much of the Christian life is incarnational, you know, life on life. And so I think Beeson having such a commitment to in-person, life on life, one-on-one education, being away from that made me really appreciate that more when we were able to come back. Um, Not to mention, Greek 2 is hard at any time in life. (laughs) Greek 2 is especially hard when no one knows how to use any sort of technology. We're still, everyone's figuring out what is this Zoom, FaceTime, what are we doing here? But, But really, it's... It, it was it was just such a pertinent reminder of the beauty of of person on person, Christian on Christian engagement and learning, and that's something that COVID generally, but also as it relates to Beeson, really reminded me of and made me grateful for when we were able to come back. Mm-hmm. All right, both you guys are married now. You weren't married when you became friends, but you're married now. How has marriage shaped your friendship? How has marriage shaped your time at Beeson? And I'm interested in this because I like you guys. and I know your wives. <laughs> but I'm also thinking about prospective students who might listen to the podcast and maybe are serious with a significant other and yeah. are just wondering about marriage during seminary. Yeah. What's it been like for you? Yeah. So, um, I got married this summer going into seminary. So I graduated from undergrad. The next month I got married and the next month I started seminary. So it was a lot of big yeah. life changes. Uh, and and for me, I could not have done Beeson without Victoria, my wife. Um, I, I love her so much and she's my greatest motivator and she just gets behind me in every way. And I, I really couldn't have done the long nights of studying. And I, I can hear her voice at every semester saying, you know, stick with it, or you're almost done, or you can do it. And even even recently, you know, I'm here a few weeks from graduation, and I've got all these papers, and I'm overwhelmed. And she's like, you're so close. Think about how far you've come. And so just having Victoria in my corner has been an unspeakable joy. And one that I goodness, I could not have done any part of life, but especially I could not have done seminary without her. Yeah, and I would absolutely agree. I, a little bit different. We got married during my first year. Mm. Uh, well, actually into my second year yeah. of Beeson. So we were engaged for a large part of that and then finally married. And so I kind of 
experienced seminary both as a single man and as a married man. And I think that being married during seminary is really the biggest gift because, mm-hmm. um, especially for Man Chasen, she's been my biggest supporter. She's been an encourager, especially in those times where I didn't think that I could do it myself. She's been someone who's listened to my sermons, informed them, mm-hmm. someone who's informed my you know ministry with college students. She's just been there in a really um, physical and emotional and all of those ways, just very supportive. And so I think just as there are no lone wolf ministers, yeah. you need people to come alongside you in the gospel. Um, there are no, you know, as a pastor who's married to someone, you don't do it alone. You have a spouse there. Um, and so I think that that's been really cool to see us grow together during that time. And it's given, you know, Brady and I, just another thing to relate to. Yeah. Time, totally. Like things to talk about, yeah. figuring it out. And our wives are friends, which yeah. that helps yeah. a lot. And then another great aspect, and I'm sure that Seth could echo this, is that while Victoria hasn't been a student here, she's been integrated into the life of Beeson. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, she was cooking with uh, Miss Wilma Sweeney not too long ago in, in their yeah. kitchen at home. <laughs> so, I mean, she has really been taken in by this community, although not a student, um, basically in the family, you know, just loved on and felt a part of. And she has friends at Beeson. And so it's just been a really, again, an incarnational kind of experience with that. It's my understanding that you both have been very involved in local church ministry while you've been students. So what has that been like, your uh, church ministry experience? And how has that aided your theological education being Mm -hmm. a student here, but also very involved in the local church? Yeah, I, I've, for the last three years, really, when I started Beeson, I started interning at Mountain Brook Community Church in their college ministry. And so throughout my time, that's really uh, informed what I've learned. I think in, in the first sense, just being able to have ministry, uh, ministry role models yeah. in place, yeah. mentors, guides, um, in a church setting is just invaluable when it comes to learning something and then being able to talk to someone who's been through seminary and is doing the nitty-gritty of ministry. It just helps out a lot. It puts things in perspective. Also, getting you know sitting across from a college student really starts to put in perspective kind of what you're learning. Yeah. It's not simply um, a knowledge pursuit. Mm. There's a relationality that comes to theology, and that's worked out in the church. It's worked out across the tables, eating with college students um, in forms of ministry. So I do think that that you know being involved in the church while at Beeson has really been a good marriage and hmm. um, allows learning to kind of take on a different form, a really fuller form. Yeah, that's really good. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, so I've served in two local congregations during my time at Beeson, one for almost the whole time. And then recently uh, I transitioned to the job that I will continue to have after graduation uh, at, in both roles as the uh, associate pastor of discipleship. I've taken on a role of associate pastor of admissions as well at this job. But essentially my role for the past three years in both congregations has been teaching people more about the Bible and calling them into deeper discipleship and following Jesus Christ. And like Seth said, it's put flesh on the things that I've been learning here. So the things that we learn here are great. The languages and, 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 the, and the patristics and all the history and all the doctrine and, and the various things that we learn are amazing and wonderful. But having a way to act those things out, to put your hands on something, so to speak, and, and to, to live out the things that we're learning has been incredible and incredibly helpful because we'll learn something and say pastoral theology. And then that week I get to go and say, 
here's this thing I've learned. Now I can actually put it into practice. And so that's been something that's huge. And I'll also always say, you know, the more you put into something, the more you get out of it. And so I can speak for both of us because I know what Seth has been doing. We've both worked hard in ministry while we've been here. We've gone through hardships. We've had hard times. We've had great times. And I think that's made the experience of Beeson a lot richer um, because we see, you know, both the glorified parts of ministry and also sometimes the really hard parts of ministry that we're both being taught about, but also walking through those things while we're here has been formational, to say the least. Yeah. I want to ask you guys about your Beeson experience, and that was a great segue to the next question. Um, and tell the truth. You know, our listeners, need, <laughs> they need to know what Uh-oh. it's really like at Beeson Divinity School. You guys are this close. The listeners, I'm holding my fingers very close together. They're very close to being all the way done. Just a few papers left. Three and a half years. How's it been? Do you have any favorite teachers, classes, memories? If you had to kind of describe the Beeson experience or your Beeson experience to people who know about Beeson but haven't really been here, how would you do it? Yeah, my decision to come to Beeson is the only school that I applied for. Um, My decision to come to Beeson was primarily based off of three factors. I'll say three. One, the pastors that I knew that had come out of Beeson. Beeson has produced amazing pastors that have personally affected my life. The second is the quality of teaching that goes on here. I knew of the professors. I had read their works, and I knew the, the quality. And third, and maybe most importantly, was the ecumenical nature, the interdenominational nature of Beeson. That's something that I was really committed to. Um, As a lifelong Baptist, I wanted to learn with Presbyterians and Anglicans and Lutherans and and people whom we might disagree on secondary issues. But what what I've gleaned from that is that at Beeson, we agree on the important things. We agree on the primaries. And that is something that was really attractive to me. And that's why I chose Beeson. And so then That was in 2019, so here in 2022, reflecting backwards on that, I can say that the Lord has used this time in the most amazing way to grow me and to stretch me and to challenge me in so many ways. And and I hate to say it in this context, maybe not, but Dr. (laughs) Sweeney has played a huge role in that. Dr. Sweeney being my faculty mentor um, and and just a personal mentor of mine, he has played a, a, a huge role in my spiritual formation and growing me as a man and as a pastor and as a husband. And, um, you know, it seems like sometimes, oh, that's the dean. You never get, you know, one-on-one time with that. That has totally not been the case here. Dr. Sweeney has been so influential, um, was on my ordination council, signed the ordination certificate, <laughs> the whole the whole nine yards. And so that's just one example of many. I'm sure Seth could give many yeah. examples as well of just professors that love their students. They don't think they're better than us. They hear us. They listen to us. And they want to do more than give us their knowledge. They want to pour out in us and make us better pastors and ministers. Yeah, I, you know, going to Beeson is a sanctifying experience mm-hmm. in a number of ways. It's challenging. You know, you have to put the work in. And professors do demand that of you. And I yeah. think that's something that looking back, I really value about Beeson. It's not a walk in the park all the time. Uh, your professors love you, they care about you, they want you to learn, and they do that by giving you assignments that ensure that, mm. you know. Um, it's sanctifying, too, because I just I just know that I'm a dis- different person than I was three years ago, three and a half years ago, for the better. Um, it's not simply a place where you'll gather theoretical knowledge. It's yeah. a place where you're encouraged 
in your personal devotion to Christ. Mm -hmm. It's a place where professors want you to look more like Christ. And I think at the end of being here, through those relationships, like Brady was saying, with professors who are very open to meeting with you, both professionally and personally, and students who really, you know, want to be with you and want to help you and want to walk alongside you, Mm. you do, I think, start to look more like Christ Mm. by being with people who look like Christ. Mm. So that's what I've valued about Beeson. And people like Dr. Jenna Lett, who's my mentor professor, has got a long way. Um, In addition to being just a fun person to be around, he's super smart, he's caring, he's relational, and um, he's edified me during my time here. Mm. Well, now that we've looked back... I wonder if we can look forward to at least what we can see (laughs) and to uh, share a little bit more about what's next after Beeson. I know, Brady, you mentioned a position, but you didn't name the church. And maybe there's more that you want to say about that. And then, Seth, um, Mm -hmm. I I honestly don't know what's next for you at Beeson. So I I would be interested to hear what what your plans are. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I mentioned that I've been at Mountain Brook Community Church for the last few years I'm actually stepping in into their college pastor role here January 1st. So I'm graduating from Beeson and kind of continuing the work that I've been doing um, with college students there. And I'm just really excited about it. Um, I've loved being able to work with college students in the Birmingham area, a lot of Sanford students. So I'll be at Sanford a little bit longer <laughs> in one sense. We, we will, we'll continue uh, going on seven and a half years. No, but I'm, I'm excited to, to be staying in Birmingham, and Anna and I um, are really looking forward to doing the full-time work of ministry in the local mm-hmm. church. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so like I mentioned, I am the associate pastor of missions and discipleship at Pleasant Ridge Baptist Church, um, just on the other side of Birmingham in Hueytown. Um, Kyle Sullivan, a Beeson graduate, is the head pastor there. So we've got a nice uh, Beeson church going on over there. Uh, but it's it's really a, an amazing treasure to be able to um, minister in that context. Uh, it's primarily older um, people coming from both Birmingham and from a rural area. So there's a great... Um, kind of diversity of opinions and thoughts and beliefs. And the Lord has been so kind. And I've always said, you know, if I could just sit around and teach people about the Bible, that would be like my life's mm-hmm. goal. And the Lord has been so faithful and so kind to essentially hand me a position where obviously I'm doing more than that. But a big part of my job really is teaching people the Bible, which is I, I can only attribute that to God's kindness and goodness to me because it's it's fun and Victoria and I love the people there and, and, and Pastor Kyle is great to us and we have a great staff there, mm-hmm. the youth pastor and everyone else. And so we're really appreciative of that opportunity. Guys, Kristen and I like to end these interviews every time by asking guests what the Lord's teaching them these days, what the Lord's doing in your life, teaching you. And the reason is we want to end on a note of edification mm-hmm. for our listeners. And this is sort of a your Beeson experience kind of an interview. So it can be a Beeson-y answer, but it doesn't have to be. Is there something that God's been teaching you either in your classes or in your ministries or in your devotional life in recent weeks uh, that you'd want to offer our listeners by way of edifying them as we conclude? Yeah, I think something that I've learned, I've been focusing on more recently, but also that I've learned throughout my time at Beeson is both the Christian life and more specifically, Christian ministry, is usually a slow process. Um, It's rarely an overnight transformation. It's rarely instant gratification. Um, To quote Eugene Peterson, it's a a long obedience in the same direction. And that's something that the Lord has been kind to show me is 
we don't we don't get exactly what we want overnight, but he is so faithful to us to continue to allow us throughout a lifetime to grow in sanctification. And so both sitting in a Greek one class as a first year seminary student with the end nowhere near sight and now us with a week of classes left, I can look back and say it was arduous and it was difficult and at times it was painful. But it was really, really good, and it was edifying, and it was sanctifying. And looking back, I can see the Lord's hand guiding us the whole way through it. Yeah, it's, you know, I think it's easy at the end of anything to look back and to say, God's really been faithful. Mm. Um, We really do serve a faithful God who doesn't always promise that it'll work out the way that we want it to, (laughs) but he promises that he'll put us where he wants us. Amen. And that he'll carry us along, as Brady just said, to completion. Um, So just looking back and seeing the providence of God at work, both in my marriage, um, at our church, in our studies, it's really really, um, a humbling experience to come to the end of something and be really thankful and grateful to God. Yeah. And Jesus Christ is truly our treasure. I mean, I can mm-hmm. say that because I know Seth, I know his ministry, and I think that the Lord has just shown me. It just came to my mind, and I feel like I really wanted to say that for everyone, is Jesus Christ is such a treasure, just to, to, uh, to be adored and to be loved because he's loved us so much. Amen. What a wonderful way to end. You have been listening to Seth Locke at Brady Graves, two of Beeson's finest. Both of them are graduating very soon. And I'm pleased to say both of them will be active in congregational ministry in our area for a while. So we're going to get to see them more even <laughs> yeah, after we graduate sure, them. And they don't have to take any more tests or write any more papers for us. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you much, guys, for being with us today. Thank you, listeners, as usual, for tuning in. We love you. Please pray for us. Please pray for these dear students who are going to uh, be the next generation of pastoral ministers in our churches moving forward. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Beeson Podcast. Our theme music is written and performed by Advent Birmingham of the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama. Our engineer is Rob Willis. Our announcer is Mike Pascarello. Our co-hosts are Doug Sweeney and myself, Kristen Padilla. Please subscribe to the Beeson Podcast at BeesonDivinity.com slash podcast or on iTunes.